Good morning, and thank you so much for joining me once again on this Monday for another daily word of encouragement as we're studying through the book of Psalms. We're just going to take a few moments here this morning, and we're going to study Psalms chapter number 39. As we think about Psalms uh, chapter 39, it is in connection with chapter number 38, where 38 described uh, really in detail the suffering and the difficulties that David was facing because of the sin that he'd committed with Bathsheba and Uriah. And now as we come to Psalms chapter 39, it is speaking about how David responded to that time of chastening and to that time of suffering and really the trials that he was going through during that season within his life. And so chapter 38 describes for us uh, the details of what he was experiencing, whereas chapter 39 now describes for us how David responded to that very difficult season within his life. And so as we study this portion of scripture, I want you to notice with me, first of all, as we think about David's response, we find that he restrained his words. And notice what the Bible says here in verse one and verse number two. It says, I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. And we find here that David during this very difficult time decided uh, to simply remain silent. And uh, David didn't want to open his mouth and complain before the Lord. He did not want to uh, spew out some words out of anger and out of bitterness towards his God. And therefore, we find that he made the wise decision that he would take heed to his words, that he would restrain his tongue, that he would not speak out of anger or out of bitterness or sorrow, but rather he would maintain a proper testimony before the Lord. And so we find here that, first of all, he responded by restraining his words. But then secondly, I want you to notice with me, uh, it continues, and in verse number three, uh, we find here eventually David did speak, and the Bible says, my heart was hot within me while I was musing, the fire burned. Then I spake with my tongue. And so it says that uh, he was thinking within himself, and while he was musing, uh, the fire burned, and eventually he had to speak. But I want you to notice what David speaks about uh, when he opens his mouth. And we find here in the next several verses uh, that David is really requesting from the Lord that he would have the wisdom of God. And the Bible teaches us within the scriptures in James chapter 1, verse number 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. And so just like the promise that we find in the New Testament, David uh, turns to the Lord, and during a time of great difficulty, uh, suffering and chastening for his sin, he sought the wisdom of God concerning his life. And I want you to notice here what he says in verse number four and five. He seeks wisdom concerning the brevity of life. The Bible says in verse number four, uh, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is that I may know how frail I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth, and mine age is as nothing before thee. And notice what he says, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days. 
And that prayer there reminds me concerning the prayer of Moses that he writes in Psalms chapter 90, uh, verse number 12. He says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And you see, when we recognize and realize that life is short, uh, that life is simply a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away, and when we recognize that our days are numbered, it causes us to live uh, with urgency in the sense that we would not live in frivolity, we would not waste our time in things that are unimportant, but rather we would apply our days unto wisdom. We would apply our hearts unto wisdom that we would live in a manner that is profitable and pleasing before the Lord. And so there's wisdom in numbering the days that we have within our lives. Uh, I think about a product that I read about a little while ago. It's, it's called a ticker and uh, it, is, it is a wrist watch. And uh, this company uh, that created this wrist watch uh, made it so that, of course, first of all, it, it tells time. Uh, but then secondly, there is uh, another section of that watch that calculates the estimated normal lifespan of that person's life. And then there is a countdown of how much time that person would have here on this earth. Obviously, it's not accurate. Everybody's uh, everyone's life is different when it comes to the span of their life, but it takes the average lifespan and it begins to count down uh, to show you how much time you would have if you lived the average lifespan. And it is advertised this way. It says it is a watch that counts down your life just so you can make every second count. And there's a lot of truth to that. When we recognize that time is running out. Uh, when we recognize that we don't have all the time in the world, then we are wise to make every day, every hour, every minute, even every second count for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we find here in the midst of suffering and heartache, in the midst of difficulties, uh, David prays and David says, Lord, help me to recognize my frailty. Uh, help me to recognize that my days are numbered. Give me wisdom concerning the brevity of life. But then he also says, give me wisdom concerning the vanity of life. And in verse number five and six, the Bible says, verily every man at his best, at his best state is altogether vanity, Salah. Surely every man walketh in a vain show. Surely they are disquieted in vain. He heapeth up riches and knoweth not who shall gather them. And we find in the scriptures that not only uh, is it wise to understand and know the brevity of life, but then there's also wisdom in understanding the vanity of life. All, all, the, all the things within this life that we pursue after, uh, which is vain, uh, which is temporal and has no lasting satisfaction, there's wisdom in understanding the vanity concerning the pursuits of this life. And that helps us to focus on the things that are most important. Uh, that, help us, that helps us to focus on our faith, uh, on our family, and the things that are truly valuable within this life. Uh, I think about the story of a, of a mountain climber by the name of George Mallory. He was uh, the one who died attempting to reach the peak of Mount Everest back in the 1920s. 
uh, many people believe that he may have been the very first person to reach the peak of Mount Everest. However, nobody really knows, for within that pursuit, he perished on top of that mountain. He, he died. He gave his life uh, for that pursuit. And because of that uh, dream that he had within his life to reach the peak uh, of Mount Everest, it took a great toll upon his family. And in the introduction to the book entitled Last Climb, uh, which was written by George's son, John, uh, who was just three years old when his father died, uh, he wrote these words. He said, I would so much rather have known my father than to have grown up in the shadow of a legend, a hero as some people perceive him to be. And uh, here was a man that pursued uh, after a goal, after a dream to reach the peak of Mount Everest, but that pursuit uh, took a very heavy toll on his family, and eventually it took his life. And, uh, and, and we find here when it comes to our life, some of us might be pursuing uh, a career or, or maybe some type of position or an accolade, whatever that might be, but we must always step back and ask ourselves, wait a minute, uh, is this worth the sacrifice when it comes to my family? Uh, is it worth the sacrifice when it comes to my time and, and when it comes to my service for the Lord? Uh, is this worth the time or is this all simply in vain? Is it vanity and vexation of spirit as King Solomon writes in the book of Ecclesiastes? And so David says, help me to understand the vanity of life, uh, that he might focus on that which is most important within his life, which would be his faith and his family. And likewise for us, let us make sure that we're not uh, pursuing all the different pursuits of this life, but let us pursue the Lord number one, and then let us make sure that we spend much time with our families, with our spouse, and with our children. And we might spend a lot of time pursuing things that we think are monumental and, and important, but at the end of life, we might realize that it was all in vain. It was all vanity and vexation of spirit. So let us focus on that which God uh, deems as important and valuable within this life. And so we find David here, he restrains his words. Uh, he, he requests from the Lord wisdom uh, concerning an evaluation of his life. And then finally, in the last verses, we find here that David uh, rested in the Lord. He patiently waited for the deliverance of God, and uh, he was seeking that God would eventually take this uh, time of sorrow and difficulty out of his life and restore him once again with God's favor and God's blessings. And that's how it closes in verse 7 down to the end of the chapter. It says, And now, Lord, uh, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the foolish. I was dumb. I opened not my mouth because thou didst it. Remove thy stroke away from me. I am consumed by the blow of thine hand. When thou with rebukes dost correct man for iniquity, thou makest his beauty to consume away like a moth. Surely every man is vanity, Salah. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear unto my cry. Hold not thy peace with thee, and a sojourner as all my fathers were. O spare me that I may recover strength before I go hence and be no more. And so we find here it closes with David's uh, once again, a request, a prayer for the deliverance of God as he's resting patiently upon the timing of God where God would restore him once again and help him to recover his strength. And so we find here in a season of suffering, uh, whether that might be because of 
uh, a sin that we've committed and is chastening from the Lord, or whether it might be because of uh, a sin somebody else has committed and, uh, and, and we're suffering under uh, somebody else's wrong or somebody else's persecution, or whether it might just be a natural event in life where we're facing some tribulations and trials, we find here how David responded to this season of suffering. And I encourage you with these truths here this morning that if you're going through a season of difficulty and heartache and hardships, uh, let us restrain our words, be careful of a complaining and a murmuring spirit before the Lord, and then let us take this time uh, to really evaluate our lives and uh, seek the wisdom of God uh, concerning the brevity of life uh, and the vanity of life, and then let us wait patiently for God to deliver us in his perfect timing. I pray that could be a blessing and a challenge to each and every one of us as we start our Monday. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.